All right, well, welcome. I am sitting down with Sloan Hunter. So, Sloan, tell them about yourself. Well, happy day. Um, I, I like to just help everyone get more wise and strategize. And, uh, you know, when you enter into a real estate transaction, it's important to have as much knowledge as possible so you can make the right decision. And today I thought we could talk about dual agency as the market is making a shift. That's a great, great point. I like that. I like the idea. So talk, talk about like, so there's people listening right now who have zero idea what dual agency is and they don't wow. know what you mean by when you say that. So what is dual sure. agency? Well, it, it's a um, it's a opportunity that the state of Washington gives a broker um, to represent both parties in a transaction, but it's very difficult and it does take um, experience and it takes uh, communication skills. And uh, through that communication, uh, making sure that both parties understand, um, you know, what is happening and the why behind it. Yeah, and um, so with dual agency, is there anything that, so when, you're, when you get into a, du- a deal and you have dual agency as a broker, what are some conflicts of interest can, that can happen there? I mean, because there's got to mm-hmm. be some co- conflict mm-hmm. of interest, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the broker cannot do anything that's adversely um, to either party. And if you have, if both parties understand that, uh, they also don't want to share anything that the broker is required to share with the other party. So understanding the goal is to truly broker the transaction Um it takes both parties acknowledgement. So you have a listing agreement with the seller that is agency agreement. And then you have a buyer agency agreement with the buyer. Both of those agreements agree to, uh, by default in the language, to give that broker permission to um, be a dual agent. Mm -hmm. But it does require one more step. And this is a step that many brokers fail is to have a document that both parties sign acknowledging the dual agency mm-hmm. and therefore which then prompts that very important conversation of what the broker's duties mm-hmm. are and how they are facilitating the transaction to both parties interests yeah and have you seen in the past like where it's all good until it's not all good and mm-hmm. someone feels like hey you're not representing me because mm-hmm. you're representing both sides mm-hmm. and it starts to get into the negotiation portion mm-hmm. of the you know the the sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how how can how does that impact buyers or sellers? You know. Well, it's the transparency. Yeah. Right, yeah. and the lack of. Um, very very often, the broker has the best intentions, and they truly are trying to broker the transaction and keep both parties on the table, so they both can get the results that they hope for. Mm-hmm. But what happens is the principle of something might get in the way. And that's when both parties or either party might latch on to that um, one principle. And then they tend to believe that the broker is only interested in um, in just getting both sides of the deal. Right. They they truly sometimes escape uh, the reality of that they got in their own way. Yeah. And the broker was trying to provide as much information for both parties. And the bearer of bad news sometimes is the one that gets 
you know, kicked. Yeah, and and it's not it's it's of no fault to the buyer or seller or the person on that side. I mean, I think it's a natural reaction to feel that way if Absolutely. they're on the other side as yes. well. Like, right? I mean, yes. I think that that's and and it's hard because you have to go back and say, well, we did sign off agreeing to this this situation, right? Yes. I mean, and so. <clears throat> It's, but that's where the experience kicks in. Yeah. You, you cannot expect an, uh, a broker that is inexperienced to try to broker a very sophisticated transaction. The, their duties and the buyer's and the seller's um, needs are what is always first. Yes. And it often doesn't come across that way when they are going back and forth between the two parties who uh, sometimes lose focus on what what the real goal is, is to get the home sold and purchased Mm -hmm. um, and to uh, sell a product that the buyer knows what they're getting into. Right. And so would you advise someone go into dual agency? No. (laughs) I wouldn't either. I mean, it's it's just so tough. It's hard. There are appropriate times for it. Absolutely. For sure. And um, there are very successful brokers who've done excellent jobs at it. So we don't want to dismiss that there is quality brokers doing quality work and with many buyers and sellers very happy. Um, But again, it's just laying out the upfront work that Mm -hmm. everyone understands their role and what the goal is. And, um, uh, you know, the broker can't read everyone's minds. So to to actively participate, it's when people start withholding and uh, judging and um, projecting uh, that that's when it goes a little sideways and the broker's trying to to get everyone back on the page yep. and um, but it, it does happen very successfully yeah and so it and so it's 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 a skill like to be able to navigate that right I yes. mean you have I, I would say you'd probably it it helps to be a well uh, let's see a really experienced agent to do that because I mean it's natural for people to make up stories or, you know, fig, mm-hmm. you know, you're negotiating with someone and, mm-hmm. um, well, it's when just you practice agency over and over as a broker is required to do here in the state of Washington, when you practice it over and over successfully, mm-hmm. you've, be, you've got that muscle memory. And so it will be second nature when you do the dual agency, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to practice that and merge it. Right. That's the key. It's easy to advocate for one party you know, when you're, when you're, uh, any broker should be doing that, right? That's what our right. agency requires us to do is to advocate and do the best for our, um, either buyer or seller, whoever our agency is, um, related to in that transaction. Mm-hmm. But to cross that, it, it, it's double the work yeah. and there's double the risk. Yeah. And so when you do take that on, if you're a broker considering dual agency, you need to understand the risk right. and it's not always worth it. Yeah. But when you have two willing and able buyers and par- sellers that really understand and have trust in you, um, it can all come together yep. beautifully as well. Yep. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen it happen well, and it, mm-hmm. it does ha- happen well mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, so we're going to talk about, what was the other thing we were going to talk about? I forgot what well, we were... the market has shifted to where we're going to yes. see um, the amount of contingent offers and what that means to a yep. client. So let's talk about like contingencies. Um, it, what have you seen so far in this market or what can you like based on your experience in moving into markets like these? Mm-hmm. 
what are you seeing out there as far as contingencies are concerned? Well, the the market has allowed um, the belief in it, it by action, of course, and by proof that it has been a seller's market, um, you know, for the last few years. So a seller's confidence right now is very high. Okay. But what we're do what we are seeing is the amount of contingent offers are coming in for these sellers who are not wise and don't know how to strategize around that and what that means to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we what we do know is we can go back in history. Contingent offers happen mm-hmm. everywhere, all day long, and are successful. Yes. But you just need to know and have an understanding of the expectations and how you get through that. It's, it's just a longer course on the map. Mm-hmm. You have a couple more hurdles and a couple more things to get through. But it can happen as long as you understand um, what you're getting into. Right. And, 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 and there can be contingency on contingency, right? So if there's... Mm-hmm. There could be a buyer coming in to want to buy a house, but they have to sell their house. Mm-hmm. All right, so they get their house on the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They go to sell their house, and then the person that comes to buy mm-hmm. their house mm-hmm. also has to sell their yep, house, and yep. so it can get pretty, effect. pretty hairy there a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, but as a seller, that's where you you got to try to uh, ask as many questions up front, and get again having a, a broker. Uh, provide advice and help you strategize. So if you do receive an offer from a buyer that does need the funds from another property in order to close on yours, um, the questions are, is where is that property? What's the location? What's the condition? What is your pricing strategy? Mm -hmm. Do you have a marketing strategy? Um, So you're, you're now allowing that second transaction to control yours Mm -hmm. so you want to have as much information before you you agree to do that i think you bring up a good point about that that other transaction essentially controlling yours and i don't think that people understand that part Mm -hmm. of the contingency Mm -hmm. piece which is like yeah you have this other house that you have to basically sell Mm -hmm. in order to make our situation Mm -hmm. work and so yeah and that's where social media has come in uh, really handy is you as a seller who has accepted a contingent offer, it's in your best interest to promote that other yes. house. Yes. Do your job. Try to get those links. Put them on your Facebooks. Share them because you want that other party to get a sale and, and get a willing and able buyer yes. for them so that then they can perform on your home and you can get you know wh- where you're going. Right. But again, having a good a realtor help you through that process um, and ask the right questions. And that doesn't mean um, that your home is off the market. You still have the opportunity to continue to market your home at the highest level. You still get to entertain uh, buyers and you want to get another buyer. That will right. hold the second buyer accountable. Mm-hmm. It'll get, get their feet to the fire of either uh, pricing their home well to get mm-hmm. an offer so they can remove their contingency so you can all uh, go forward with your transactions or um, have them step aside because you received another buyer that was able to bump them and get yeah. a buyer who can perform and help you get on with your goals. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's great information. And you, you're you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge. You were really humble at the beginning. Like you you have tons of knowledge. And so, what would be the greatest? What would be to you right now in this market? Like moving into 2019, what would be the <clears throat> uh, one bit of information that you'd give for buyers, sellers, mm. anyone that's looking to enter in the market? Mm-hmm. right now I think it's really important to pay attention to your deferred maintenance the deferred maintenance kills every deal 
if, if, if anything is um, brought up during that inspection period, it's things that have been ignored. Mm-hmm. And uh, your crawl space, your siding, your roof, your gutters, uh, past leaks, go in, have, have mm-hmm. knowledge of what your home and what shape it's in, and do your best to get it in the best of shape you can so you can overcome any objections that a buyer may have or be prepared in your pricing strategy and with your marketing. Um, so going back to your original question, just go and take care of any deferred maintenance <laughs> yep. and invest in yourself. Invest in your primary uh, portfolio mm-hmm. piece, which is your home. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it makes sense all right now, right? But I mean, I think that we all, myself included, we all fail to do that deferred maintenance up until a certain point. For all human. We're 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 trying to have balance in our lives. Exactly. Who wants to uh, go clean the siding and wash it and paint it? (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of balance, what's going on in your life? What's happening with Sloan Hunter right now? Well, I have two uh, children that will be graduating high school this year. Mm. So we are already thinking ahead to 2019 and 20. Awesome. And making sure that our children are set up for success, um, that they will... um, be good citizens and <laughs> help others and um just reminding ourselves to be grateful and thankful yes that is that is true well thank you for sitting down with me i appreciate the time and uh yeah sloan hunter oh i always forget to ask this but where can they where can people find you online if they want to oh, know more sloanhunter.com and i really really am happy to help anyone with um their real estate i practice mindful real estate which i would uh be happy to share more about in the future, but um, take my 29 years of experience, ask questions, and uh, again, sloanhunter.com, I'm here for you. Awesome, well thank you, appreciate it.